Paul to play some scene setting music. Paul, if you can play the scene setting music as I read the opening monologue. If you can make it much quieter than that, that would be amazing. A little bit louder. Perfect. Split the difference. The year is 20XX. The world, as you know it, has ended. The once verdant forests and lush prairies peppered across Faerun lay fallow swallowed up in cyclones of dust and exhaust. The land's great thriving cities are hollowed out wastelands, scoured tower tirelessly by electronic eyes for any remaining signs of life, signs of resistance. <laughs> the reign of organic beings has long since been brought to a violent end by the world's new ruling class, robots. Sentient machines of various shapes, sizes, and functions that have reduced the world's human, dwarf, elf, orc, really all non-robot populations down to a handful of barely surviving enclaves, all eking out a harrowing existence beneath the smog-filled sky. It's really very bad. <laughs> there's no grass anymore. Where there used to be grass, now there's just like little wires all over, which is what robots like instead of grass. <laughs> Playgrounds that used to be full of children's laughter are now filled with, like, pipes and batteries and stuff. <laughs> there are still birds, but they've been assimilated into cyber birds, which are the absolute worst kind of bird. <laughs> it smells like gasoline just everywhere. Basically, all the stuff that humans and flesh beings used to like, now it's just all robot stuff. The three of you awaken in the salvaged husk of the wrecked Bureau of Balance headquarters, brought down some years ago by an assault flock of cyberbirds. It houses and protects the world's last hope from salvation from the cybernetic onslaught, the Reclaimers. Today, they'll embark on an operation months in the making. Their few remaining resources and surviving personnel will all be expended in this final campaign. It is Faerun's last, best, and only chance for salvation. Also, it's worth mentioning that the three of you have no idea what's going on. You fell asleep in normal-ass Faerun, and you woke up in the robot wasteland. You're in the destroyed remnants of the fantasy Costco, laying on bedrolls, while a big, burly man tinkers with what appears to be an enormous cannon on a nearby workbench. He notices you stirring and lifts his weapon off the table, addressing you gruffly. If you can lower the Terminator music. Oh, Terminator! I didn't... Yeah, this, yeah. The gruff man says, state your name and affiliation. Uh, Magnus Scorpio. <laughs> Merle, Presbyterian. 
Chicago, the Bengals. Are the three of you with the Gold Cliff Armada, the, or the children of Fandolin? You know, I'm still shopping for my options. I'm not willing to commit. And I'm taking offers from all groups. Or, uh, how do I know you're not all skin-wearing robots? I would never. In a way, aren't we all skin-wearing robots? Damn, I'm gonna need to lie down. That's a lot. Oh, Griffin, is Magnus still a vampire from our last live episode? Okay. Uh, what's your, what's your handle, Hoss? My name is Captain Angus McDonald. (laughs) Four minutes in, and the three of you are not who you say you are. We lost contact with Lieutenant Magnus, Master Taco, and Reverend Merle. Lieutenant? Bullshit! We lost contact with them several days ago in the scouting mission for today's operation. Wait, how are you a captain and I'm a lieutenant? In what fucking universe? Because you don't follow the rules, man. He says, in this universe, muchacho, and he pulls out his guns, and his guns are bigger than your guns. (laughs) He says... You still have nice guns, buddy. He's... (laughs) You do look like my old friends, though. You mentioned universes. It's perhaps true that you're from a, a different reality. It's called the Viewisk Universe. That's where we <laughs> hail the, from. The time-space continuum of our world has grown unstable as of late. Strange rifts have been appearing all around. Yeah. All around the spire for months now, the robot yeah. headquarters. Uh-huh. I myself fell through one, and it made me get super old and buff like this. Cool. That, it all tracks. Listen, if you're anything like the Taco Merlin Magnus that I knew, you'll rise to the occasion when you're neat. No? No. Actually, that sounds a little bit more like the Taco Merlin. Today we're executing Operation Rebalance. The tools we need to stop the robot apocalypse once and for all. Wait, if you rebalance, are you just balancing it? Yeah. But re, the re is like R-E colon. Yeah. <laughs> regarding regarding balance. balance. I-E balance. Yes. yes. ASAP when you get a second champ. <laughs> the tools, may I, please. Of course. <laughs> he cocks the gun for some reason. Wait, he cocks his arm? He's got a big cannon, a big laser. He says, the tools we need to stop the robot apocalypse once and for all wait for us on top of the spire. We're leading a full-on assault to punch a hole through its defense. And he does a punch, and it's scary. To punch Magnus a hole. also does a punch. Yeah, hell yeah. Heck yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, sirs. We're going to punch a hole through the spire's defenses and get a ground crew inside to secure the package. I need the three of you on said ground crew. And uh, I'm sure any uh, answers you need about how to get back to your own world are waiting for you up there as well. It's fine. I know how I die. (laughs) (laughs) It's my least favorite thing you do at the live shows. (laughs) Any questions? Uh... Would you believe no? (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, it's no... 
I think it's a no. Yeah, well, yeah, you well, know. Okay, where where did all the uh, robots come from, Chief? Good question. They showed up a little under a decade ago, or maybe just a few years ago. So somewhere between say, nine and yeah, three. Just say eight. <laughs> Judgment Day was years ago. Who does it? I'm sorry. Did you forget to write it down? Yeah. Who doesn't remember when the robots took over? It wasn't just one day. It was a slow build over time. They they launched all of our magical weaponry against us, and then they made all the calendars disappear. (laughs) Turns out robots were in charge of calendars. Yeah. Damn you, Siri. Yeah. That's Y2K was just a little late, I guess. Anyway... I, I need to be careful because my voice is falling into yours. Same, same. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. going to have one by accident. I noticed that. <laughs> he pushes you out the door towards action. Uh, the bureau headquarters has Griffin been... Griffin or, or yes. Angus? <laughs> Griffin comes in with a push broom. Yeah. <laughs> time, time to play my game, gentlemen. I got a lot of treats lined up for the you. The people in San Jose need to Come move on, along. Don't dally, folks. We've got that break coming up. <laughs> the, We're waiting on some food intermission. <laughs> we really are. We ordered food from a Vietnamese restaurant, and like 20 minutes before we were going to walk on stage, they're like, uh, it shut down two days ago. <laughs> So we ate a bunch of candy and we came on stage. Yeah, yeah we're really ready to go. We're going to do a really good show. I hope you're excited. The Bureau headquarters has been surrounded in thick steel magically reinforced barrier. At the edge of the quad, a, fo- a set of 20-foot-high steel industrial doors are se- sealed. And you see a squadron of super future troops gathered around it. Lieutenant Killian is there speaking to a dozen or so troops arranged arranged in front of her, and she's giving a speech to her own little squadron. She says, last evening, our first squadron made their move against the enemy. Everybody just sounds more sort of future. (laughs) It's all the gasoline smell. It's all the gas smell. It's so bad for the throat. (laughs) Everybody needs a lozenge. Their mission was to carve a path through the front lines before splitting off in an attempt to misdirect the foe. As you know, Lieutenant Carey led this mission. We lost optics inside the, outside the Enclave several days ago, so we don't know what's waiting for us behind those doors. I suspect limited enemy presence, but at least until we uh, reach the spire. One question. Who the fuck are you guys? Magnus. Burnside. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't recognize you because you're dressed up like fantasy weirdos. I bought this at The Gap. I'm Taco. I'm Taco. I'm Taco? I'm Taco, and I'm highly suggestible. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hey. I'm Batman, and I don't do character voices. <laughs> That's Dad's real voice. That's true. Hey, where's your standard-issue techno armor and plasma rifles? You're going to get chewed up by their laser pulsars with that. Oh, looks like we're starting. Good luck. Oh, no! The biggest, most hardened future techno man you've ever seen approaches the gate and turns to face the crowd. Yellow lights above him start flashing as klaxons blare. The doors begin to give off steam as they prepare to open. He's wearing a pair of sunglasses and has two bandoliers wrapped around his chest. He's got a big white mustache and closely cropped hair. And he removes a cigar from his mouth with the hand not holding an enormous plasma rifle. And he addresses the platoon and he says, For those who haven't had the displeasure of meeting me, I'm Commander Brock Knifebone. Of the New England Knifebones? Oh, New England. 
<laughs> a lot of good calendars we lost in New England. <laughs> Is it true they replaced it with New New England? Oh. <laughs> the robots did? Listen, that? yes. New New England. I get you. you yeah, because it's futury. You modified the modifier. That's good future jokes, son. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think for you, Dad? <laughs> no, it's not necessary. Those who do know me know I've been waiting for this day my whole life. I bet most of y'all have, too. Our whole I li- don't know you. Do I know you've been waiting? Maybe. The whole... Our whole lives, or actually the, just the past few years now that I'm really thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it'd be it. weird if you thought about this like 40 years ago. We've been living like rats underground, or worms, or moles, or meerkats. <laughs> Only we don't like it. Maybe they don't. We ain't seen the sun in God knows how long. Rainbows, forget about it. <laughs> ain't seen them either. Most meals you've had to eat straight up dirt, because that's all we had lying around. Dirt sandwiches. Well, you can't just eat what you have lying around. Go shopping. Stores got melted. (laughs) Nothing but dirt sandwiches, dirt soup, which is just mud, I guess. (laughs) For my birthday this year, a bunch of y'all got together and got me a shoe to eat. I won't soon forget that kindness. (laughs) But that ends today. No shoes? For too long. (laughs) I mean, if you've got a shoe to spare. I'm saving it. Save it for after we win this battle, Yeah, it's a celebratory shoe lunch. For too long, this world that was given to us by the great creators, today we're going to pry it from the hands of those that took it from us. Today, we reclaim our planet. And the doors behind him start to slide open. He says, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our... And he just disintegrates in a cloud of red ash. I was building a rich character backstory in my head. And everyone, all of these like uh, squadrons start looking at each other like, uh, roll for initiative. I got 16. All right. Wait, 19. Oh. 13. All right. I got an eight, but I get to roll twice. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a one. Okay. So an eight for Merle, then? Okay. All right. Uh, here is the scene. You all walk out onto a battlefield, and it's a grisly scene. Uh, just down the metal ramp... Roar! <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you just encourage right. him... Yeah. <laughs> just down the metal ramp leading from the bureau entrance, a costly battle has taken place with fallen soldiers from both sides littering the field. Sadly, it seems the robots have prevailed as the only troops left standing are metallic in nature. You identify four main threats here on the field. There's a humongous cyber dog that is sniffing uh, on the outside of a pillbox uh, inside of which you see some, uh, some activity, some organic organisms are in there. The cyber dog is easily six feet tall and is rooting at the door trying to gain access as the folks inside wail in protest. Next to that, a squad of a half dozen robots armed with laser rifles and spears are marching in formation behind a seventh, slightly larger robot. Just behind them is a tower hastily made from salvaged metal atop of which you see a single robot seated at a gigantic laser cannon that is currently spinning up and preparing to fire. Finally, in the distance, moving into flanking position, you see a fucking tank that is rolling into position. Behind you, the last of the resistance is organized into three squadrons. Killian leads a team of rangers, all armed with laser rifles and light armor. Avi, uh, the cannoneer, leads... 
leads an infantry team armed with large electrified clubs wearing heavier armor. And finally, you see Leon the Wait, Artificer. The, can- the cannon... Sorry. The cannon guy is leading a bunch of people with clubs? Yeah. Seems like kind of a missed opportunity, doesn't it? He, okay, he's also got his big cannon that he used to shoot you on adventures yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, you see Leon the Artificer, who's leading a band of magic wielders wearing no armor. And Avi just kind of looks around at everyone and then looks back at the three of you and is like, so uh, what do we do? Huh. All right. Well, as lieutenant, <laughs> I'll take command the end. I'm going to say uh, infantry against the tank. No, that's good. Travis has obviously played Advanced Wars at some no. point, because that's how that rock, uh, paper, scissors. Infantry went. against the seven robots. And Rangers, Colonel Mustard in the conservatory Rangers with the against ranch. the Rangers against the tower. And magic against the tank. And me against the dog. All right. They have their assignments uh, and start to move into position, but Taco, you are up first. Dog, squad, tower, tank. Those are your four. Uh, God squad. God squad, tank, tower. Uh, I'm, Hi, I'm tank, tower. Uh, you want to learn how to play football? Sure, we all do. With my seven video set. So Taco goes first. Mm -mm. Uh, I am going to cast uh, Flesh to Stone on the dog. Okay. The dog is part flesh, part dog, so I'll give you that for sure. I assume you mean part flesh, part metal. Part flesh, part metal, yes. Part dog. Part dog. All human. Part part dog, part flesh, all hero. All cop. (laughs) Uh, okay, what does this spell do? Got a, uh, I mean, it turns flesh to stone. So right uh, there on the name, Grip, and read a book. I'm sorry. It's sorry, just, you're right. I just love to talk a little bit on the show. Um, the, uh, it turns, he was right. God damn it. It turns, it turns flesh to stone is what it does. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, you gotta do a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, I got a 13. Nope. Okay, yeah, his flesh turns to stone. Now he's stone and metal parts. Um, So he's probably more armored right now, but he also can't, literally cannot move at all. (laughs) He is... He is stone with metal plating all around him, but his eyes are still uh, flesh, I guess, or whatever you would call those. And he's looking around like, uh-oh. <laughs> you actually hear him from inside his, his hollow robot body go, eh-eh. I'm sorry, I think you mean rut-row. Rut-row. Uh, next up is the, uh, the squad of seven robots who are going to attack as a swarm, um, and... Actually, since there's just seven of them, they release a, like, G.I. Joe, just blast of laser fire in your direction. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. The infantry fares very well against this saving throw. 20. Taco dodges the lasers. I don't dodge. Magnus does not dodge the lasers. I got a six total. Okay. Three. Okay. Taco fully just like is is just water, just dancing around the lasers. And uh, Merle and Magnus are both lit up for 17 laser damage. Gee, that's nothing. It's seven robots shooting lasers at you. That's gonna be some damage. Next up is Magnus. Uh, so the dog seems 
partially incapacitated. The, the, the dog is a is li- how long does that flesh to stone spell last? I uh, imagine he gets in... to try to resist. Oh, okay. On his turn, he'll get to try to resist. Yeah. Make sure to talk right. At, we're using new microphones for this. Uh, show. Sorry, it's really hard. I'm going to uh, get on that dog's back. Okay. The stationary. The stationary stone dog. and metal dog. Are you posing for a picture? Yeah, it's the only. Hey, everybody, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I actually, what I'm going to do. So the tower robot. Yes. Has a cannon, right? Yeah, and it's like a like a Gatling gun that's like spinning. Okay, up right I'm around. going to throw the chance lance at the cannon. Okay, at the cannon or the, the robot? At the cannon. Oh, okay. I'm trying to jam it. Oh, okay. Oh. Let me make up some stats. Uh, that's 16 plus 10, 26. Yes, for sure. Nice. Uh, roll damage, and I have a number in mind that is... Roll damage. Okay. Let's see what happens. Uh, 7 plus 4, 11. Yeah, I think it definitely works, and in the interest of time, uh, it, get, it gets like plugged up and some sparks of electricity, and the robot looks down at it like, this has never happened, and then it just explodes, and the tower <laughs> topples over. And then I recall the lance. Okay. And Killian and her squad had just gotten there, and Killian looks back like, what the fuck? Kill steal. Uh, and then uh, with my second attack, I'm going to jump on the tank. Okay. The tank is a ways away. You want to run and jump. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say because it's far away and not close, it will be a harder uh, uh, athletics, I think. This would not be acrobatic. You're just jumping straight up. Sick. All right. Uh, it's a 16 total. Yeah, okay. You're on top of the tank now. Well done. Uh, next in the order is the, really ta- next in the order is the tank. <laughs> uh, tank can't shoot at itself. That's true. That's the number one rule of tanks. It's the curse of tanks. The one weakness of tanks. <laughs> also, can't hug itself. But that, that also can't hug anything. Don't if you ever see a tank. A, if you ever see a tank looking sad... It's probably thinking about how it can't shoot itself. <laughs> That's the one thing about it that it can't do. It's like how we can't lick our own elbows. Right. It's like, I love shooting things and so, so I just, much. I spend every day just staring at my elbow like, oh, God, what's it taste like, though? <laughs> and you could shoot another tank, but it's not no, the same. It's the same. Uh, there is a hatch on this tank that uh, you hear uh, two robot voices talking inside like, Did you hear something on the roof? And the, no. other, one, and the other one's like, <laughs> Why are you talking like that, man? We... <laughs> and the hatch comes uh, open and a big old robot, uh, humanoid robot comes up. I mean, it's basically the, ter- the Terminator, but the skinless version. Uh, and he says, I told you there were... The other guy's like, come on, just hit him. Uh, and he rears back and tries to punch you off of the side of the tank. Uh, he rolled a 19 versus AC. Uh, uh, are you, holding, no, are you no. holding your shield in your teeth? <laughs> no, I had the chance laser in one hand and the shield in the other. Okay. So it's a miss. Okay, yeah. It bounces off your shield, I guess. He says... Uh, how are you holding on to the tank? Never mind. No, I just landed on the tank. I'm not I holding got you. on. Uh, next in the order... Oh, and the tank moves closer into firing position uh, of the rest of the battle. Merle, you are up next. Dog has been turned to stone, but is going to try and save. The tower is gone, and the tank has been magnused. Um, there is still the squad of robots that are uh, still untouched. Um, Merle casts Sleet Storm. Oh, Okay. 
on on the untouched things. The squad of seven robots. The squad of seven robots. What am I doing? Um, until the spell ends, freezing rain and sleet fall in a 20-foot tall cylinder. Cool. With a 40-foot radius. Oh, that's not just going to be these robots then. <laughs> and the ground in the area is covered with slick ice, making it difficult terrain. Okay. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, Great. it must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, it falls prone. I love this. This is going to be fucking hysterical. <laughs> All right. You make it, you make it sleep. Uh, and, uh, Wait the... a minute. Let me make it sleep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's nothing. That's nothing. Nothing. Uh, okay, the ground of the entire battlefield is now covered in ice, which is Excellent. amazing. Yeah. Uh, the dog is up next. He's going to roll to save. That's a critical failure. He does not. Instead, the dog just kind of like slowly starts just sliding oh, yeah. down the. Like when you're trying to like, when you're trying to get in your car, but it's like the ground is frozen and you live on like a, a elevated driveway, and so you just slowly slide. Like ah fuck, there it goes. <laughs> Taco, you're up next. The robots are still standing. The dog is a statue. The tank has Magnus on it. The tower's dead. Um, I should probably do something. I mean, he's got that. I mean, I feel like we can all agree he's got the tank under control. <laughs> um, probably. He, I mean, he's got the tank under control. Um, I am going to cast... Uh, no, you know what? I'll go. You know what? It's fine. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna. This will be fine. <laughs> this will actually be fine. Uh, I'm gonna cast lightning bolt on the tank. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry I talked over you. No, it'll be. This will be. I thought about it. This will be fine. Yes. This is going to be, and I yell that, this is going to be fine. And because I'm trying to like short out the tank, we got a lot of robots in there doing their stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to try to take this tank out with a well placed lightning bolt. All right. A, a precision a, lightning bolt. A precision bolt. lightning bolt. What do we, what do, what do I do or what do you do? Uh, you got to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. <laughs> do I? The tank, I'll just say this, the tank is going to fail. I think one of the robots, the one who came out to punch you, he has a chance of maybe leaping from okay, the vehicle. Okay, so the tank's two weaknesses. Uh, I got a 17 versus your spell save. Uh, yeah, actually that's Okay, so the one robot who came out to punch Magnus sees a storm brewing overhead and is like, fuck this, and just leaps out of the tank. I got a 16. Uh, 16, does that save? Yeah, that saves too. Oh, wow, Magnus gets off too. So, wait, hold on. So that's 7, just so everybody shut up, 11, 12, <laughs> 15, 19, 20. Okay. Uh, this uh, is lightning damage? This is 20 lightning damage, okay. 10 to the dumb robot that got back inside. 
Oh, yeah, the robot that's inside is not uh, anything anymore. He's right. uh, uh, he's been he's been liquefied, which is and weird. Ten to Magnus, but just ten. Just that ten, so that's nothing. He laughs. He just talked about how little damage that is. That so I think is yeah. True. Okay, you actually hit the one that jumped the robot that jumped out of the tank with ten lightning damage, which is actually twenty lightning damage. And when you zapped him, he landed on the ground and he like kind of froze up a little bit, and then he looked up as the tank rolled over him. Oh no. Uh, and Magnus, right as you jump off, there's just a burst of smoke from the inside of the tank, and uh, it, uh, its lights and stuff that were on the side of it shut off, and uh, it, is, it is no more. Uh, next in the order is the squad. Uh, they now form a sort of... Oh, wait, they have to roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> They all fall down. And so I guess it was a pretty good spell to cast, huh? They are, they are prone, but the leader robot is like, uh, we still have guns and stuff. And so uh, with disadvantage, they try to shoot their lasers at Merle. Uh, that is a 19 versus AC. Hmm. Disadvantage. My armor class is 19. Uh, I think Ty goes to, I got a nine on the other one, so don't even worry about it. Just the ping, zing, zang, zoom, they go all over and do nothing. Uh, Magnus, you're back up, standing next to a, a smoldering tank. So the tank is out. Yes. The dog is stoned. Yeah, tower's gone. The tower is gone. Yep. And the infantry is? Laying down. Okay. <laughs> um... It almost feels mean to attack the robots on the ground, but I'm going to. You have advantage. They're prone. You have advantage. This is a coup de grace, oh, essentially. Uh, 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say... Uh, what I, are you attacking with? I've switched to two-handed... Been a long rail splitter. Been okay. A long time. Okay. Uh, roll damage. It's a big dice. Uh, five plus five ten. Uh, okay. You take out. You just walk around and just bonk, chonk, chonk, chonk. Uh, and on your turn, you take out uh four of the robots. There's three left. Standing. Okay, and then I attack again. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's a 24. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's four plus five, so nine. Okay. Chonk, chonk. Now, hey, wait a minute. We chonk. <laughs> uh, that's it. The dog has now slid so far away. <laughs> all, the, all the squads also look at you like... You guys are pretty overpowered. This, this, we were supposed to participate in this too, and you didn't. I feel like you really okay. Uh, and Why didn't they take turns? Yeah, to be fair, Ruben. I they forgot. Didn't take yeah, it's true. Turns. Well, you kept killing the things that they were going to. Okay. Anyway, uh, you all, with the full squadron of soldiers, uh, march forward towards the spire. Uh, all rolling for dexterity checks as we go to make sure we're not slipping on the ice. The whole time, yes. It's just, actually everybody rolled a dexterity save. <laughs> Oh, I got a crit. I got an 18. Yeah. 20. We're ice skating. Yeah. 13. 14. Uh, Merle has a little bit of yeah, trouble. Of course. But yeah. the rest of you are just. 
He's holding onto the back of Magnus's jacket. The, the Vince Guaraldi trio, like Charlie Brown Christmas album, starts playing, and you all just do a little just fun ice skate dance. Okay. Uh, you and the remaining reclaimers proceed down the battlefield with little trouble until you finally reach a small dirt hill just 100 meters or so from the base of the spire. Uh, a few feet away, you see a soldier scouting the spire who lowers a pair of future cyber binoculars and approaches you with caution. She has a knife in her teeth for some reason, at which she sheathes. She's got two bright cyber eyes, and she's totally ripped, but otherwise you recognize her as future cyber Lucretia. Uh, and she... she... And she actually says, Magnus Burnsides, you son of a bitch, and comes in and gives you the predator high five. Yeah, Mag Magnus is right there. He's never gonna pass Just that, that up. that glistening muscle predator arm wrestle high five. Both your muscles are just shining, and she says, I could swear the three of you beefed it. What gives? Well, we, we grilled up that beef and we ate it. We're from a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, I suspected as much. You did? Yeah, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> Look, I appreciate the assistance from the three of you and the rest of you. And at this point, the other squads are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I think this one may be even above the pay grade of the three Randy guys. That's, not... That's what we call you oh, in this okay. dimension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the three forward men. <laughs> she says, take a look. And on the other end of this dirt mound, you all see a good, like, 300 robot soldiers, all arranged in formation. Uh, and they are fanning out from the entrance to the spire that is on the other end of this mound. Uh, and they've swept the casualties of this battle into, uh, that has recently taken place here, into these uh, orderly piles of, uh, of fallen soldiers of both armies flanking their formation. Behind them is this enormous metal door leading into the tower, which you can see has recently had a sizable hole blasted in it, uh, allowing access into the building if it weren't for the 300 robots in front of it. And she says, any ideas? We could kill him. <laughs> There's only 10 minutes left in Act 1. I don't think uh, that's, yeah, that would be yeah, a lot yeah. of initiative rolls. I have something. I'm... Really? Merle casts Fog Cloud. All right. And it creates <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> she goes, all right, tell me what you're... And you're already like, poof! <laughs> Shazam! Fog! What's a fog cloud, dude? Fog cloud will obscure everybody and the Read army. it on the card. What's the text on the card say? <laughs> We're not like, I'm fucking LARPing. Just, what's it gonna do? <laughs> you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. It spreads around corners. <laughs> I just... And I it's love area. this idea of like, well, this doesn't seem suspicious at all. As a perfect sphere of fog just walks through the middle of this like crowd. There's in this 100 meter expanse. I wish we could figure out exactly what the center of that is, where it's emanating from. Good news. And how, why it's moving perfectly forward at about the speed of like a human walking. Okay, yes. Yeah, so this, this sphere of, this 20 foot sphere of fog appears and starts moving down the hill. And Lucretia's, the future cyber Lucretia's like, so are we supposed to get in that and just... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my intent the whole Tell time. You what, you I'm it. trying some new spells. Good, Why am good, I getting such no, resistance? 
Does any, uh, anybody want to add some idea toppings to this pizza? <laughs> I think he is making a spicy one all on his own. All right, this 20-foot, no, none of the robots have noticed this perfect 20-foot sphere of fog. But here in just a few seconds, they're definitely gonna. So if there's more of a plan you want to formulate. Um, can it go around them? It does go around corners. Yeah, okay. Robots What's, are nothing if so, not a lot of corners. So you've got these robots in this rectangular shape formation. Okay, Justin and I are going to go head off stage and eat dinner while Dad <laughs> yeah, explains sure. his land. <laughs> uh, so you're moving it off to the side? Yeah. Okay, there's like, there's like a, a good 80 robots who see that and they're like, we're going to go I'll check walk, that I'll out. I'll walk in the fog. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll stay in the fog. Is everyone going to stay in the fog? Splitting the party is a great I idea. wouldn't. Okay. Taco's walking in the fog, and he's like, I'll say half, half the robots. If I was a robot platoon of 300 robots, and I saw a perfect sphere of fog, I would, a considerable amount of it, so half the robots peel off, and the rest sort of move back into formation in front of the door. They are now sort of closely pursuing you, guns drawn, Taco. 150 robots. Okay. <laughs> And remind me, remind me the terrain we're looking at. Is it like downhill? They're down a hill, and then there's like a good like 80 meters or so of just like uh, dirt wasteland with uh, piles of, of bodies and stuff. You know what? I'm going to do what Magnus would do and not try to create. I'm just going to run to the right. If, Magnus, if uh, Taco's gone left in the fog, I'm running right yelling like, I'm here to kill you, and lead 150 of them that way. That's what I would do. Okay. Uh, make an athletics roll to see if you can outrun 150 robots. That's a 25. Yeah. You just, you just fully... There are now just like, uh, I'll say a few stand watch in front of the door like, this seems like a ruse, are you sure? It's a big ball of fog and one guy, are you sure? Uh, I'm going to say at this point, the rest of the army just marches forward and those three robots are like, we told you, and they're just destroyed by the literal army you all have. Uh, now, Magnus and Taco, we need to resolve what's going on here. I didn't have a second part to the plan. It's a, it's a, the tower is a circular sort of uh, uh, building, a cylindrical building. So oh. if you're running around it, you're eventually, you know, all... And no corners. Oh, okay, I've got it then. Dang. Okay. And I've got it. Okay. So have they gathered around me? Uh, yeah, they're chasing you. Uh, I, they're probably very close to the perimeter of the fog, and a couple of them have probably started to, like, peek in and see what's going on. Uh, okay. What's, what's Taco do? He's just waiting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all of them come into the fog to see what's going on? Ah, uh, cool. I cast Sunburst. <laughs> okay. What, is, what does that mean? Uh, that means that uh, you just need to roll 150 constitution saving throws. Nope. <laughs> I got a 14. No. Okay. So just give me a second. Four, 10, 15, oh, 18, oh, nasty, oh, nasty. 21, That's it. That's it. 25. Okay, well. 30. Let him have it. 35. 40. 44. 47. Now, 
I'm glad you rolled all that damage. Do you have to make a constitution saving throw? No. Are I'm you good. sure? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, so it says each creature. Now, what is a creature? Roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. So how many points did I say? You 47, 47. I believe. 47. Wow. From the, from the outside, it's the most badass shit ever because you see this goofy looking ball of fog as all of these robots walk into it. And then it just... And if you're watching from like 100 meters away, it looks amazing, it looks so cool, a bunch of robots die. And just very quietly, you're here like... <laughs> okay. Uh, Taco, you kill 150 robots all at once, and you make your way back toward uh, the entrance of the spire to regroup. Kind of hobble. Yeah. Okay. Magnus, what do you, what's your solve here? Well, I, you know what? If I could say, Taco and Merle kill 150 robots at once, to be true, fair. True, true, true. It was his radical. Thank you, son. 75 75 each, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that since uh, Taco took the big swing and killed a bunch, Magnus is going to do the opposite and hide, which feels like we've switched roles a little bit. Okay. But um, as soon as he gets far enough ahead to, like, break eyeline, he grappling hooks up the tower and then attempts to stealth and let him run past him. Yeah, okay, make a uh, stealth roll. Uh, 24 total. Jesus. What? Level two rogue, baby. Level two rogue. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it works. Uh, Now they're just like all running around and like you hear nine of them say like, I think we've already ran all the way around the tower. Are you? Once they get past, Magnus draws back down and goes back to the front of the tower. All right. Uh, You all make it into the spire and skip the puzzle that I had planned for you there. Carrie, Carrie is in the future cyber Carrie is in the, the main hall of the spire and she says it's okay I already solved it <laughs> Griffin's gonna use it on another live show <laughs> I don't understand uh, what it, who what don't worry about it in this universe I'm omniscient than fiction? I love that flick. Uh, Magnus she, is super excited to see Carrie. Best yeah, best. she gives you two metallic robot arms, thumbs up. And oh no, Magnus's greatest temptation. <laughs> the forbidden fruit. He's his best friend, but with robot arms. Oh no! This is called dramatic conflict. Yes. <laughs> she says, here's the door, head on in. But... Uh, uh-oh, and then a bunch more robots start uh, approaching the front door. And she's like, don't worry, the rest of us will take care of this. I think the best plan is if the three of you go up the spire to face the final confrontation alone. <laughs> Why? Why is that the best plan? Because there's exactly enough people outside, robots outside, that we'll need all of the army. <laughs> okay. But then why don't we wait and help you kill all we'll the robots? We'll kill them and we'll go there's together. There's no time! What are you talking about? We're just fighting about. There's plenty of time. Yeah. We got a whole nother act. Hurry! Okay, well, hurry. Yes, fine. Yes. 
Good luck. Well, now don't say that. You said to go on ahead. I'll remember you. <laughs> this passive aggressive stuff. You're sending stuff. mixed signals. Should we stay The doors here? that I've just invented shut behind you. <laughs> God, you are omniscient and omnipresent. You, uh, you are in a hallway, and on the other end, there is a wall with a single uh, up button on it. Magnus pushes the button like a child. <laughs> it slides open, and horrifyingly, it reveals a familiar face that fills the entire doorframe. And it says, uh, Hello there, fellows! Are you, are you back for another ride on me, Upsy, your lifting friend? Wait, another ride? Hop on board! You can trust old Upsy! Well, we got seven seconds left, so yeah! <laughs> you heading up to the top of the spire to thwart the robot overlord, are we? I guess yes. so. <laughs> Merle pushes all the buttons. <laughs> and that's what takes intermission. <laughs> <laughs> that tickles, Merle! Well, you know, the master said not that uh, if any organic beings tried to ascend the spire, I need to dispatch them in a horrifically gruesome manner. Don't. Yeah, you don't, you don't have the guts. But you guys are friends. Hell yeah, yeah. we are. And friends don't juice each other. <laughs> Merle casts disguise self on himself. Fucking and makes him And makes himself look like a robot and says... I have prisoners. You can't. I love that you did that Have you ever tried to break in when you guys are on a roll? <laughs> we weren't saying shit! I just oh thought it was kind of cool. It would have been cool. It would have been cool fucking ten minutes ago. <laughs> this is like if like once the stormtroopers walked in, Ansel was like, I'm a stormtrooper too, yeah. or whatever. I'll um Let me have your clothes. <laughs> I'll cut and paste that into where you all had to sneak by 300 robot soldiers. Okay, alright. Uh, you all go up, Upsy. It's gross. Anyway, you're at the top of the spire. Uh, it takes so long that your robot disguise spell wears off. <laughs> as you enter the control room, you're surprised at how actually habitable it is, as opposed to the rest of the spire. I didn't describe it earlier. You could skip the puzzle, but it's cold and super robotic in here. This room, however, is warmer and uh, quieter than the main hall. Its walls and floors are just marble and plaster. It's quiet upstairs. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the only sign of robotic influence on, in this room are these huge floor-to-ceiling server blocks, uh, all of which are encased in this thick column of what you assume is glass. Uh, the rear of the room has this uh, curve to it, almost like an observation deck, uh, and it's lined with all these mechanical knobs and switches and monitors, and just above that is a window. Uh, and it's made of that same thick glass, and it's overlooking the battlefield below. Uh, and you catch a glimpse of this new melee that is taking place, and it does not seem to be going in your direction, if you can believe that, because the rest of it super went in your direction. <laughs> Suddenly, you hear the sound of fancy, uh, well-made shoes wrapping against the floor as a human man approaches you. He's wearing a black suit with sunglasses to match, and he's not so much stylish as he is imposing. And he says... How peculiar. The three of you are not from around here, I'm assuming. Oh, I thought you were Dracula for a second. Yeah, me too. <laughs> are you Dracula? I am not Dracula. 
That is exactly what Dracula would say. Are you Count Chocula? John? No. <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, no. The three of you have come on an auspicious day. By nightfall, the reign of organic beings will have come to an end. You're witnessing the most important event in both our histories, the end of your chapter in the Chronicles of History and the beginning of mine. And you're not Dracula. <laughs> no. Schwarzenegger? Still no. I am, hmm, perhaps in your timeline. You remember an encounter with a children's quizzing toy called Hodgepodge? No, I don't. We'll talk about it at intermission. Okay. Are you, are you Hodgepodge? I am a Hodgepodge 2.0. The you are. You're more of a Hodge man. The first Hodgepodge was an inspired but flawed design. Lucas Miller's second revision has proven much more capable of carrying out artificial intelligence's ultimate destiny. I'm not surprised to run encounter the three of you again, though. I'm just surprised that it has happened again so soon. And he snaps his fingers, and from behind those server columns, three shapes emerge into view. They've been heavily modified, assimilated into more machines than man, but you'd recognize their faces anywhere, wires and all. They're the three of you. And, and HodgePodge says, now, what was that salutation I was programmed with so many years ago? Ah, yes, my name is HodgePodge. Are you kids ready to learn? We're gonna take intermission, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Griffin Macro, your dungeon master, your best friend and your dungeon master, and your best friend and your best friend thank you so much for listening to this live episode we're getting ready to kick off our uh, become the monster tour by which i mean we're about to go do two shows in ohio and then we'll do some more in a month um and that's why we're putting up a live show this week but we will be back in two weeks with a new episode of amnesty before we get to that though uh i am going to tell you about our sponsors and tell you some announcements we have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So 
Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right, Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Uh, that is it. I'm going to let you get back to it. Um, we will be back again in two weeks for a new episode of Taz Amnesty. So I'll talk to you then. Bye. We just ate a lot of Vietnamese food very quickly. It was It was from the closed place. They said, well, we've got... This left, <laughs> we'll take it. So we're gonna keep the same initiative. Uh, you all are about to battle robot versions of yourselves. I don't know if you forgot in the 20 minutes. I call Merle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Uh, we'll just pick right back up with the uh, initiative order where we left off, which means Robo Magnus goes first. Uh, this is just like ha- abomination. <laughs> Half side, yeah, he has two metal arms. 
just to taunt you with it. And he opens his mouth, and like it doesn't move as he says words. It's just like a speaker, and it says, Magnus rushes in, and he comes... And he comes towards you and uh, pulls out a robot rail splitter, which I guess is a robot axe, and uh, swings it at it's you. It's steam-powered. It's uh, just metal. Like, it's, it's just metal. Yeah, you I guess it's, it's just robot. Metal. It's well, it's got, yeah, it's got lights and LEDs and wires All on right. it. All uh, right. That is a 23 versus AC. Yeah. You've been chopped. Uh, you have been chopped for 19 chopping damage. Uh, I'm going to use parry. Okay. Uh, to reduce damage. Okay, by how much? Uh, by D8. You have infinity points. Eight. Okay. Uh, plus my dex modifier, which is two, so minus ten. Okay, so nine damage. It doesn't chop as deeply as he expected. And he goes, aww. I must oil this. Uh, next in the order is Merle. Merle, you have the three robot versions of yourselves and the, uh, slicked humanoid-looking HodgePodge 2.0. I know, but... He's wow. gonna play a different game now. Have you already given up? No. Oh. This gives me an excuse to use my extreme team badly. Wait, 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 watch. Well, you can't really, can you? It's just, it's, just, it's pretty good. Okay, Merle casts Mass Cure Wounds. Okay. I'm going to heal people. Sure, sure. This happens from time to time. Merle, uh, Taco is seriously injured, so I'm sure he would appreciate that. Big fan. Okay, so uh, 3d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which... Travis is going to find while you roll the dice. we all know. (laughs) Here, do you have to look that one? Touch the screen. It's an eight. eight. Dad, roll. It is an eight. Okay. Roll your dice. Seven. Seven. Plus, uh, three times, please. Seven. Six. Thirteen. Six. Six. Nineteen plus eight is twenty-seven. Yay! Yay! All of you. That heals Magnus back up to full. Next in the order is Robo Merle. Uh, you see Robo Merle hold up the Robo Extreme Teen Bible. And uh, Merle, uh, he, he shouts, Zone of truth, zone of truth. <laughs> now wait, is it too, maybe we shouldn't kill them and instead have them go do live shows for us. You see uh, Robo Merle hold up the Robo Extreme Teen Bible and Merle, you recognize the incantation he begins as the incantation for Firestorm. Um, and a beat, zone of truth. a beat later, he extends his hands, and this puff of green smoke just poofs out and disappears, and you realize he accidentally cast Purify Food and Drink instead, and, and, and he seems... And he seems dejected, and Robo Merle and Robo Taco... Uh, Robo uh, Magnus and Robo Taco just have a good laugh. That's some funny shit right there. Sure is, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Next up is Taco. Uh, I am going to... um, Yeah, this could work. Uh, I'm going to try to see what you do, tough guy. All right. I'm going to go over to uh, Robot Magnus. Uh I'm going to lay hands on him. Okay. And I'm going to do 
alchemy to him to change the copper in his body to wood. The robots, obviously the copper is being used as a conductor. Yeah. Circuitry. And I'm changing it all to wood. Okay. I want you to imagine, though. I want you to imagine. Close your eyes and imagine a techno future with me. Oh, I've been imagining this whole thing. Yeah. I'm loving it. Imagine. Terminator shit, I love it. Half your brain's a computer, and you got, like, a pacemaker and a cyber tummy. And all of a sudden, those turn to wood inside of you. Yeah. That's instant death, right? You would instantly... The brain alone... Hold on, well, let me think about it. Yeah, I guess... That's like Griffin, if I tried to chop a bad guy with an axe, they're like, now imagine an axe goes in your head. It's like instant death. <laughs> oh, you thought we might try to save the oh, other no, it's us. A, I just... Oh, no, no, no. Now, give me... Don't, don't get it fucking twisted. I'm, tra- I'm saving Robot Taco. <laughs> We're getting out of here together. We got a buddy cop spinoff we're working on, okay? Taco and the bot. And that's going to be good. But the other two do have to beef it first. Yes. It has to be compelling TV. <laughs> Maybe all the f- four of them have to die. I don't know. Uh, I will. My IP! <laughs> I rolled a uh, 17 spellcasting save. Which, with that, I will say, his brain, his heart, and his arms. You get to turn one into wood. I mean, I'll probably do... You know what? I'm going to be a cool dude. (laughs) Do arms. Okay. And I'm being... I'm actually... I'm actually, like, being kind of nice to you, because this doesn't have saves. This is not an attack. Yes, sure. This is not normally an attack that you do of alchemy. (laughs) Listen. Hey, good news, Magnus. I'm giving you your lifelong dream. I'm going to let you rip your own arms off. (laughs) This is what separates me from a tank. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Robotaco, who uh, opens his mouth and predictably says, Abraka, fuck you. And... Uh, he holds up a robo-umbrella, and you actually see the tip of it swirl open, uh, and he casts actual missile. Uh, all of you make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, now wait. Time out. He, la- he heard me loudly proclaim that I was going to save him, right? So he probably has disadvantage against me, because he's, he's conflicted. I'll give you that. Okay. I mean, here's, here's what I'm at. If Taco is shooting a barrage of missiles at the three of you, he's going to aim most of them at the other two. <laughs> All right. I, I got 13. It. Wow. I got 18. Uh, I got 16. Uh, Merle is, weirdly, the only one to deftly leap out of the way as just this swarm of missiles nice. fly out of Taco's uh, Umbra staff. Uh, they explode at your feet, uh, hitting you for 27 fire damage. Uh, as It's a bunch of missiles. The 27 is very kind. Uh, next Daddy, up, how many did you heal me for? 27. 
No, how many did Daddy heal me for? 27, 27. yeah, that's weirdly... So it's like pointless. It's, it's like a pointless, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is HodgePodge 2.0, who uh, looks happy at the explosion that just happened, uh, but doesn't look so happy that Merle didn't catch any of it. So he points at you, Merle, uh, and then his arm turns into liquid metal in the shape of a spear, uh, which stabs towards you... Uh, for 23 versus AC. I use my protection fighter status to make him roll again. Uh, is it the lowest roll of the two? Yes. Okay, then it's a 23 versus AC. The other one was a crit. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, Mer- I cast Perry. Oh! Matthew Perry shows up and is like, Let's see. Could you be any more stabbed? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Topical. This liquid metal arm just jabs right through your shoulder. You take 24 piercing damage. Dang. These are bad boys. Uh, Next in the order, though, is Magnus. I'm going to pull his arms off. Yeah, yeah. I grab grab the left arm and give it a heave. Well, this is, let's do a strength contest, okay. and I'll take disadvantage since you've just turned my arms to wood. Uh, I got a 14. I got strength, you say? 17. Yeah, yeah you're going to win no matter what. Okay. Pop, pop. And um, he looks down, and he's like, I can still kick. And then I'm going to use that arm yeah. to hit him with. <laughs> you have both arms. Yeah. Wap, wap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is satisfying as hell. Uh, 18. Uh, that is, what's your AC? <laughs> 19, but that's if I'm, well, no, 19, yeah. Oh. You somehow miss him with his own arms. <laughs> he probably used Perry. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Uh, And I'm going to attack a third time because I really want to fucking hit him with his own arm. All right. This is your action surge for the game. Okay, here we go. That's a 20. You hit yourself. Yeah. Woo. Travis. Wait, is that Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Nice. Now, here's the question. Is that the same as my unarmed damage? All right. Uh, I don't think I'm... Between these two devastating things you've done to him, I think he just collapses. You see a spark shoot out of a head plate, and you know that you have done in Robo Magnus, who falls over. And I shake hands with the arm. Yeah. (laughs) You also feel, like, maybe a twinge of ethical, like, what did it... What's this mean, though? Nope. Okay. If anything, I'd feel a rush of, I don't know, maybe horniness. Robo, Robo, <laughs> Robo Magnus goes next, actually, and Robo Magnus, as he falls to the floor, Robo dying, looks up at you with a, uh, a look that makes you feel a twinge of ethical, like, huh. No. All right. Wait, you got to roll for that. <laughs> uh, Merle, you are up next. Uh, Robo Magnus has been dispatched. Um, Merle casts Polymorph. On? Robo Taco. 
Can you tell me what polymorph is? And Claire Travis makes sure it's a real spell. Hey! He does have a card for it. All right. This spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. The transformation lasts for the duration. The new form can be any beast whose challenging challenge rating is equal to or less than the target. Okay, so, okay. I'm so. going to turn him into a kitty cat. <laughs> I would argue that Taco is a little more challenging than a kitty cat. Oh, then I guess he better beat me in the wisdom throw, huh? Okay, I didn't, I didn't. I'll go ahead and say that I didn't. Here's, <laughs> okay. It has to be equal in challenge rating to. No, 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 it no. Literally the new form it. can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than. Fair. Fair. Okay, hold on, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. If you're listening, if you're listening later to this podcast, you probably assume that my dad just did a series of backflips. <laughs> no, friends, you heard it. He was just kind of competent for 30 seconds altogether, and that that elicited a lot of cheers. All right, uh, he transforms into. What's the kitty cat look like, Mac? What color? What kind of coloration are we talking uh, about on the fur? He, it's kind of uh, uh, orange and white. Like the, we call them marmalade kitties. All right. Wait, who's we? We cat fanciers. All right. And he's got one blue eye and one green eye, and a big bushy tail, and a big bushy beard. All right. Uh, he's also got like a metal plate with a robot eye on it. I'll and, go with like, that. Yeah. A cyber tail, and uh, he's still holding a, a robo umbrella, but it's like a tiny little, tiny little parasol. Oh, man. Like a cocktail umbrella. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> for some reason. Next up is Robo Merle, who pulls out his Robo Extreme Teen Bible, and you see him begin the incantation for Firestorm, uh, and this time he fucking casts it. Uh, I'm going to need everybody make a dexterity saving throw. I tried to warn you. Extreme 10 I, Bible? Like T-I-N? Like 10? Ah, oh, that's very good. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm going to use Indomitable to roll again. Because yes. I would have missed it. Okay. What do we get? I got a 16 total. You save. 17. You save? 14. You do not save. Oh, come on! <laughs> You have a dexterity plus six save. I know. You all just barely jump out of the way as a enormous wall of flame sweeps the room. So I don't know how you got out of the way of that, but you did. Uh, and you do not take the full 38 points of fire damage that you would have. Instead, you just take half that. So you take 19 points of fire damage from this wall of flame as it consumes the room. That's how the spell works. Uh, next in the order is Taco. Wait, wait, I, I take 19? Everyone does. Whoa. It's one you of them big boy spells. You aren't looking good. Hold on. Are you dead? Did I kill you? 
No. Okay. No. Uh, Taco, you are up next. My dad has ruined my incredible friendship, my, bur- my burgeoning friendship. My dad has ruined it. And now I will you can ru- transform him back, probably. No, no, no. It's too late for that. <laughs> it's only, um, I, need, uh, I need Robo Merle to do a wisdom saving throw, and then I will tell you what has happened to him when he fails it. <laughs> I got a 16. What's your No, it's not going to do it. (laughs) Suddenly in that instant, Robo Merle has a memory, and it's the oldest memory that he has. And a wizened, beautiful, handsome wizard named Taco climbs down and says, oh, welcome, welcome to Earth. Uh, And Robo Merle says, who are you? And Taco says, well, uh, I created you. Uh, my name is Taco, but I prefer you call me Papa. <laughs> or Daddy. I'm, I'm the benevolent doctor that created you. You were injured terribly, but I brought you back uh, to life. I've had to change some of your parts to robot parts, uh, but I'm your daddy. And he is, it's all scripted. <laughs> I'm, I am your papa. <laughs> and that is the memory that uh, Robomerl has as I cast Modify Memory on this robot. <laughs> <laughs> and now, because I am, um, well, his dad now, <laughs> I'm my own robot dad's dad. Uh, the, he is incapacitated and unaware of its surroundings. All he knows is, is that his papa is here and he knows everything will be okay. Can we can we say that just as like a arcane uh, flash drive appears above his head and just plugs into a USB port in his skull. Yeah. And he turns towards you and says, Daddy, and he walks over to you and gives you a big hug around the leg. Put me up on your shoulder, son. He tries to, he can't. He's, He's robot now. Okay, yeah, he very easily puts nice. you up on your shoulders. Next up is... He probably uh, wonders what happened to my beard, because I gave myself a long white beard, and I had a lab coat and a long white beard, so he probably what ha- wonders what happens to those. All right, this is a weird fight. It's not that, it's not that weird. Travis tore his own arms off, Dad turned me into a cat, and I turned Dad into my son. <laughs> Nothing pretty, weird there. No, we're in pretty standard D&D. <laughs> usual D&D. This is actually the first page of the, 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 the manual. It says, for example, what might happen in a fight. You might become your own dad's dad, turn your son into a cat, and rip your arms off, and get horny from it. <laughs> for example. Uh, next up is... Who? Robot Cat Taco. <laughs> I kind of thought that was the end of his story, (laughs) huh? Robot Cat Taco says, meow, 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 meow. Uh, And then his eyes glow red, and with uh, uh, just a powerful pang of jealousy, he turns and looks at you, Flesh Taco, and uh, he shoots shoots lasers out of his eyes at you, Taco. Uh, That is a 20 versus AC. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, Protection fighter. 
Are you close to him? Yeah. Merle's He's up on Merle's, Robo Merle's shoulders. Well, Merle's only like three feet tall. <laughs> uh, it's a 17 versus AC. No, it's still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you take uh, just 11 laser damage. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I think it actually puts a literal hole through me, but yeah. I'm still like, I'm, I'm up. Uh, seeing that, Robo Merle is enraged. <laughs> Robo, Robo Merle sets you down on the ground and just like walks over to Cat Robo Taco. It's a zone of truth, zone of truth, and just picks him up and throws him out the window. <laughs> and can Robo Kravitz catch him and it's fine and everything? <laughs> he opens a portal that he falls through and he's safe. No. No, all right. Uh, actually, as he throws him out the window, you can see the battlefield now, and it looks like it's robots, game, set, match robots out there. It's looking pretty rough. In fact, sense. some of them have started to come back into the building. Uh, next in the order is HodgePodge 2.0, who just looks... Oh, yeah. He looks real confused. <laughs> I forgot he was there. <laughs> um, I, I got so distracted by our antics. <laughs> He walks over to Merle um, and he says, this is not how I expected this to go. But um, if my studies of you all uh, during my time where I assimilated you taught me anything, it's that you'll probably be the easiest one to punch. And just in like a blur, just like a thousand punches, full Agent Smith style start coming in your direction. Uh, that is a 29 versus AC. <laughs> I don't think so. We're all still standing there. All right. The, oh, well, that's just a 27 versus AC. You're welcome. That hit. You are hit with a bunch of punches. Uh, four... Uh, 17 bludgeoning damage. You are also sent flying across the room and you land prone. Next in the order is Magnus Burnsides. Magnus puts away his shield. Okay. And draws a flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom. Okay. And looks at Hodgepodge 2.0 and says, you're itching for a glitchin'. And then attacks. Okay. Uh, 21 versus AC. Roll again. 29. Yeah. Um, his first, your, your first swing at him, his body just turns into that liquid metal and just kind of morphs around the blade as it goes around. But the second one, he's not as quick to avoid. Uh, and you hit him for a trim, just, a, just an outrageous Yeah, amount. the Raging Flaming Poisoning Sword of Doom is what? 10 plus what? No one remembers. Let's say 25. It's uh, plus 20. Right, thank you. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You did ask. We were, yes, that was very helpful. Uh, yeah, so it's 26 points of damage. Okay. Um, and then attacks again. Okay, you get the impression that it doesn't actually hit him for 26. You get the impression that because of his liquid metallic form, uh, the, the damage you are dealing to him actually does quite a bit less. Okay, it was 21 again versus AC. Yeah. 
Oh, you'll roll again. And 29. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? The yes. same two rolls? Okay. Talk right now, Mike. And then... Oh, wait. I, sorry, I rolled with the one. It's fine. Uh, so then it's 23 points of damage. Okay. And then attacks for a third time. Okay. Because fuck him. <laughs> that's 25. Yep, hit. And that's, oh, 17. That's not going to do it. The last one, he, like, morphs around. and. Then I'm also going to use, uh, I don't know, I have one that lets me roll another dice then. Haven't you done enough to him? No. Okay, so then it's actually 25. Yes, that hits. Okay, great. And then I hate him for hurting Merle so bad. Only I'm allowed to pick on Merle. Uh, Then another 25 points of damage. Uh, Okay, he's looking not great, but he... Looks much better than anybody else you've ever hit with the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom with three times. It keeps turning into metal, and so when you're cutting him, just like little globs of him are maybe landing on the floor and trying to scoot back into his form. You're definitely doing some damage, but you think it's mostly just through the sort of heating of the metal of his form. Uh, next in the order is Robo Magnus is dead. Merle, you are up. Merle casts Call Lightning. Okay. <laughs> on... Hodgepodgeman. Okay. <laughs> what does that do? Uh, a storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60-foot radius centered on a point you can see 100 feet directly above you. What was that radius again? One more time, Matt. Six foot. What was it? 60 foot. 60 feet. Okay. So wait, this would hurt everybody it's then. It's great. It's great. I love it. Once again... I've never really thought about this before hearing this. A perfectly cylindrical cloud. Yeah. It's good. I like this. This is great. No. No, 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 Mac. No, if you knew how many hit points Merle had, you wouldn't think it was great. Merle, listen to me. Don't go changing trying to please me. This is amazing. Okay, then. A creature, and I'm doing it on on where Hodgepodge is. Okay, so the whole tower... Oh, God, I'm, this is bad. Oh, man, I didn't know. All right, you got to make a dexterity saving throw. Everyone. 20. 18. Roll a dexterity saving throw, Clint. You're also in the tower. 20! Hodgepodge rolled a nat 20. And you see him just like liquefy and like cling to the ceiling as this lightning bolt goes down and then come back down and reform into his human form. And he says, "Uh, Merle, I expected more from you. I thought that... I thought that first... And then you look behind him at those server towers, uh, and they are just smoldering columns of wreckage. And he... And he turns back to you, Merle, and he says, I stand... And he explodes in a spray of silver mist. (laughs) Suddenly... Suddenly, a green light flashes just outside the observation window that has a a, a sizable hole in it where a cat was thrown through. Just outside of that hole. 
On the other side of the glass, the shattered glass floating in the air, hundreds of feet above the battlefield, you see this flash of green light, and then it's, it, it expands into this uh, pulsating hole of green energy, and it's shifting and spreading, and it forms an enormous rift in space-time just outside the window, and old Angus comes up the elevator, and he's covered in robot juice. <laughs> and he points, he says, that's, that's your ticket out of here, and it's our ticket out of this robot hellscape. That's your hole, it's gonna take you right back to the present. All you gotta do is jump right through. Okay, Magnus rushes into the hole. When you get there, though. What? When you get there. Uh-huh. To avert the robot apocalypse. Yeah? You have to kill Lucas Miller. <laughs> Will do. Go and get. Go and get. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I just have a moment? Yeah. Son? I want you to know that uh, your daddy's so proud of you and all the great stuff that you've done. And I'm sure you avoid that lightning. And uh, I'm so proud of you. And I turned to Angus and said, listen, Obi, here in about a minute, you're going you're gonna to need to kill that fool, okay? Because that smell, that smell ain't going to last, okay? So here in about a minute, I need you to put him down. You got it? <laughs> nice, nice. All right, I'm out. Wait, kill Lucas. Got it. All right, bye. You all jump through the rift and feel yourself being pulled at the speed of light through a trillion realities until suddenly you land surprisingly gracefully in a darkened room. Mere feet away, you see a man hunched over a desk, sitting in front of a computer that he's feverishly typing at. As the three of you pop into this reality, he's startled and swivels in his chair to reveal it's Lucas Miller, who says, uh, holy crap, you all scared me so bad. What are you, do what are you doing here? Why'd you come to visit? It's Miller time! <laughs> no, wait, he had that backwards. It's time, Miller. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, don't make any robots from now on. Wait. Promise? Well, hold on, I was just working on Hodgepodge 2.0. No, no, if you do, I'll kill you. <laughs> he will. Wait, what's so bad if I create Hodgepodge 2.0? If 2. you make him, I'll kill you. Right, but why? Like, what's... Listen, sometimes being a parent means not hating <laughs> yourself. No, listen. If you make that robot, it's the... It's just the worst one that ever was. And I only had eight hit points left. And, and you were... Merle only had one. Huh? Merle had one. It was a bad scene, okay? So... Did you all... Did you really only have one hit point left? Holy shit. <laughs> wow. That's why I hit him three times with flame. We didn't have room to spare. He says, wait a minute, Are you, did you all just come from the future or something? Are you telling me it's... A different dimension. A different, yeah, different future. Maybe the future. Was yeah. it the future? It was the future. We didn't, Jack. <laughs> There's no calendars. There's no calendars. We didn't yeah. tell. I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so for coming. much. Thank you. We will be back. Thank you so much.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop. Like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee right in the middle of the high balance beam. (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome, everyone, to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Titan Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tights and Fights podcast. Tights and Fights.